Welcome to The Truth About, a place where we cut the bullcrap and get to the truth so that we can live our best lives. I'm Dr. Monteroso, and in this episode, we are going to talk about the truth about making your list for dating. You ever watch these amazing shows that are coming out right now? Love Island. I recently got put on to Indian Matchmaker. Uh, Married at First Sight. That's always a charm. 90 Day Fiance. Love is Blind. And even the chaos, such as The Ultimatum. All of these shows have one theme, which is that people want to be loved. Dating in this world seems so complex. I hear it all the time that people are running into so much of what they don't want and they struggle to look for what they do want. We talk about these lists that you should have to know exactly what you want, to understand yourself and do the work. And if you don't look, your partner will come. Well, that's not always 100% true. And those that are still in the in the game of dating know that that is not always true. And so what is going on in the world? And, and if you are in a space or a season of singleness, what can you do to prepare you for a partner? So what's been different in the world that now we feel that singleness has grown or there's a bigger awareness, there's a reduction in marriages. And the reality is our world changed. Women are not in the same position that they were previously. They have now become an integral part of the work environment and of capitalism. They've become educated and successful. And now there is a bigger space of agency. That's a beautiful thing. We now as women have looked at our worth and determined if someone is valuable enough to be with us. So we've got more options, right? Arranged marriages is not something that we really have in America. We don't have families that are necessarily putting their kids together based off of utility or what that person can bring to your larger macro family. So what has this new space brought now that the role and the way that we treat women is differently? So the game of dating is completely different than it was, you know, a hundred years back. We now have what I like to call an ego inflated dating. We have women who have an increased entitlement to what they want. And the reality is also that men have always had an increased entitlement. They've always believed that they should have X, Y, Z. The only difference now is that men don't have the high ground to get a woman anymore. Now this idea that women have everything that they often need, this now changes the game of dating and how you choose your partner is not just based on utility, But it's based on more than that. When we're looking at how to determine what partners we should find or at what stage do we want to actually start looking for that partner, there's a couple things to consider. The first thing is, how do you view marriage? A lot of people have been viewing marriage as this partnership, right? I even just said partner not too long ago. And partnerships have increased in a lot of ways. 
But the problem with the word partnership is partnerships are often short term. So even if it's 5, 10, 20 years, when we look at Fortune 500 companies, we look at a partnership as a space of utility. This takes us back to what marriage and dating used to be before. So it doesn't necessarily align to where we are now. A partner is a utility And we start looking at what can we gain from that person. And if we can't gain that anymore, then we often leave. People split up. I'm not getting what I used to from you. They start opening up to the idea of different things. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's the space that you want to be. However, the intention of marriage, no matter what lens you're looking at it, is often to be a relationship that is supposed to be forever or until death do us part. Uh, In America, in other countries, we find that that is the common theme of marriage. So whether you're looking at it as a societal space or you're looking at it as a religious space, that's just the reality of what the term has always been. So when we look at marriage, we see marriage as a lifetime commitment. You've probably heard that all of your life. Does that mean that every single marriage has lasted forever? No, But that is the intention when you stand at that altar. It's to do life together, not necessarily just a partnership, especially in the time and the day and age that we're in right now, where it's not so much about utility because we often have what we want and what we need within ourselves. We have a very individualized society that tells you to go to college and get a good job and then get married. So even if you don't necessarily agree that marriage should be a lifetime commitment, in general, it's important to understand yourself when you're dating if you are looking for a partner or someone to do life with because at the end of the day that relationship no matter how long it's in your life is going to be influential and we don't want to be in toxic situations because we didn't plan accordingly if you're in that season one of the first things I would encourage is a space to determine why are you dating is it for an expiration date is it for entertainment You just need to be clear of your purpose. When communication is good between two people that don't have a societally acceptable idea of relationships, then that's fine. Live your best life as long as you both are on the same page. Why is it that you're dating? Be honest. Let's normalize not wanting one person forever. Let's normalize the freedom to exercise options. Whether I agree with it or not, whether that's the relationship that I want, whether that aligns with the religion that I might identify with, that's none of my business, what other people want to do. And there's a space where we need to start normalizing it in the society so that we can start openly communicating and not ending up in relationships that don't align. And then there's more pain than anything else. So what does it mean for you to do life with somebody? It's more than just being able to say that you have somebody. It's more than just wanting to not be lonely. Doing life with someone takes a lot of effort. It's making choices together, which requires a big space of communication, healthy communication, healthy interactions, and respect for one another. The hope is that dating will give you an opportunity to be with someone that can help you and you can help them move towards their best self. Because that's all we should be doing in life. 
is moving to understand ourselves better, moving to be the best versions of ourselves, moving to get into moments that we're proud of and being in a relationship with someone that you're doing life with. The intention and the hope is that that person has that same value for you and they want you to have the opportunity to live your best life as well. When life hits hard, because it always does, who do you want to support you? That life partner or that person that you're in a relationship with or the person that you're going to do life with, however you want to describe it, they're often going to be the ones that are going to face the trials and tribulations with you. We have friends, we have other family, but someone you do life with, it's just at a different level. And so is that something that you're ready for? And if you are, what does that really look like? So everyone talks about making a list, right? How do you determine the person that you want to be with? Well, you make a list and you see if they check off what it is that you want. You know, when I watch uh, shows like Love Island, you'll hear them say, what kind of mate are you looking for? Okay, that could have been an English accent, could have partly been Australian. I am apologize in advance. Um, but what kind of partner are you looking for? And they'll often say, I want a mate that's uh, six four, a bombshell. They can make me laugh. I've got to have the chemistry. Yeah, those things on the list, they're not going to last. Looks are not going to last. Humor's not even going to last. We're not looking at the things that truly matter in a long-term relationship. And so I would encourage a different type of list that you can create if you're in that season of your life in the space of being with yourself and being single so that you can focus on what is it that you're really hoping for? What is it that you want in the person that you're going to do life with? Because at the end of the day, if you're going to have someone in your life for an extended period of time, they're going to influence you. And that could be negative when certain things don't align. So let's look at what should be on your list. So you need to look at what is your purpose of dating and does that align with the person in front of you. So whether that's for friendship, whether that's for monogamy, whether that's to find someone to do life with, does your reasons for dating align? Because if they don't, just keep it pushing. If someone's in a space in their lives where they just want to enjoy themselves, well then go enjoy yourself. If you're in a space where you want to find a life partner, then don't waste your time with people and hope that you're going to change them. Make sure that the purpose that you're dating is aligned. It's not going to be perfectly aligned, but you're heading in the same direction. Second point is to understand yourself to such a depth that you start determining the kind of person that will complement your strengths and your weaknesses. So in order to understand that, you really need to look at yourself and say, what is great about me? And what kind of person would would highlight that in me, would have such a space of appreciation and gratefulness that a part of their personality would allow that strength to shine. And when it comes to your weaknesses, what type of person do you need to help you through that struggle so that you don't move towards a version of yourself that you're not proud of? So a good example is if you feel that one of your weaknesses is you have a quick temper then you're not going to want to find somebody that also has a quick temper and is working on that because what you're going to do is just put fuel in each other's fire. And that's not super helpful, but you should look for someone that you feel you're compatible with in regards to your strengths 
and your weaknesses and that you guys can complement one another's strengths and weaknesses. And so you're not going to a thousand percent know like the exact qualities, but you will know, okay, when I'm in this kind of situation and my weakness is shining, this type of person or this type of attitude is actually what helps it quiet down. Or when my strengths really shine is when I am around people like this or when someone says this. Just seeing what qualities people have and what might help that based on their personality. But this is more about you and understanding your strengths and your weaknesses first and then understanding the type of personalities or the type of traits or the type of interactions that help either one of those. The third thing is to look at your values. You've got to find people that match your values at the time of dating. People change. That's just the reality. I can't tell you that if someone looks and says, I want to have kids so badly, right? And that's something that's important to them and they want a family. And then 10 years down the line, they look at you and go, "Mm, just kidding. We can't predict that to a certain level. That's, that's very different Then someone that says, well, I don't really know. Maybe I want a kid. Maybe I don't. And you hold on to the maybe they will. And then you get 10 years down the line and they say, just kidding. I don't want to. No, they they originally were in the middle. That, That wasn't aligning. You put yourself at risk in that case. So you need to understand what matters to you. What are your values? What's important to you? Write a list of 10 and put your top three. Why are those three so important to you? Now, the other person's not going to meet all of your values. You guys are two different people. But when you look at the values that are a priority, why are those a priority? Those may be some non-negotiables. So how do they treat extended family is one of them. Parenting and their perspective on parenting and how children should be raised Personal growth and their relationship to personal growth might be a value for one person and the other person, it's not so much. And that would be really difficult. How do they manage money? How do they intend to manage money? Religion, what's the value of religion? Is it a cultural religion where it's more it's more aligned through family values? Is it something that aligns with them personally and spiritually? What would that religion look like in your life or their life? So what matters to you? And when you find what matters to you, figure out your top priorities and your non-negotiables. If someone flags for one of those, you know that that might not be the best place for you guys to be together because there's a misalignment in those values. And that can cause a lot of issues later on. In the beginning, everyone's happy. Everyone's great. Everyone's super in love. But then as life continues and you start facing outwards toward the life that we have to live, those values start to come out and collide. And then we feel like we don't know this person. So do the values that you put at a high priority match. Another thing is that we really need to start normalizing the idea that people might not meet your list. Now, I'm not talking about the height or the skin color or the hair texture or the job. I'm talking about the things that matter, your values, your purpose in dating. Do they complement your strengths and your weaknesses? Those things. Let's start normalizing if someone doesn't match that. They might not be for me. They could be amazing people, just not for me. And I think that we often don't want to admit that because if we say that someone isn't 
aligning, then they might not be a good person. And the reality is they are potentially a good person. They just might not match for you. Let's normalize that. That people, just because they're good people doesn't mean that you need to date them. We need to start making lists that make sense in reality and not making the fact that they don't make the list as meaning that they are bad people. Don't undermine your values to keep people in your life. Let's normalize breaking up because we do not align long-term. Listen, I have had my share of long-term relationships. That was my thing. And I have come to realize there are spaces where our values did not align on a multitude of levels and both of us should have left way earlier and we probably would have prevented ourselves from so much pain and ending up in a position where we are somewhere so far from ourselves that it becomes this big disappointment and then the relationship ends we should have ended a long time ago and i know if if they're listening they agree sometimes things don't align sometimes people don't make our list Let's start normalizing, breaking up, or not moving forward with amazing people that don't align with us. At the same time, I don't want to get too strict now. We need to know what are our non-negotiable? What are our things that we value so deeply that we are not going to move from that? Because to us, they are important. But then there's other things that we can have a space of flexibility for, and that's okay. But don't Be flexible out of fear. Let me say that again. Do not be flexible from your values because of fear. Be flexible because it makes sense to you personally. Let's ground this in the reality, not out of fear. Our fears are often not in spaces of reality. And I find a lot of people become flexible to the things that matter most to them because they're terrified of being alone. There's a saying in Spanish, mejor sola que mal acompañada. Better alone than in bad company. You know, this list is less about the person that you're going to choose, but it's more about you and what you want. Having such a deep understanding of yourself, your purpose, your values, your understanding of your strengths and your weaknesses that you then can find qualities in a person who can complement all of those spaces and that as you do life together, it's less in chaos and more in unison. Life is hard enough. We don't need to make it harder. Another thing to look at is how do you fight? What's the worst thing you've ever done in a fight or that you have allowed your mind to even flirt with then you need to look at what you need in a partner to help support you be your best version when you're angry we want compatibility when we fight when you're fighting that's going to be the time that your worst qualities are going to come out and so you definitely want to find someone that's going to align with you and support you in those difficult moments so that you're not running into toxic spaces so how do you know When you can move forward and you can choose to do life with a specific person that maybe you found uh, aligns with the list that you've created. We like each other, right? That's always nice to like your partner. You're moving towards each other. We resolve conflict with one another. 
and we learn to communicate. You prioritize each other's well-beings and fights and personal growth and struggle. The best way to determine if you should do life with someone, if you should continue, is really looking at it at a micro level, not a macro. Do we both like ketchup? Look at it in a deeper space. And do our purposes in our lives align in a deeper level, not just what do we want out of life, because it could look very different. And the purpose of our end goal in dating aligns. And we work to be compatible in how we fight. Look, I'm, I'm going to keep honing in on that one because that's one of the most important ones. So take a look at your list. Revamp it. Add it. Add some of the things that we talked about today. And then go back out in the world and see what's available because there are some amazing people in this world. There are people out there that are willing to love and ready to be loved. I'm Dr. Monteroso, and this is the truth about making your list for dating.